shoes It's Jesus in the everyday me and you The Good News in Shoes This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is Kenneth Hagan of Faith Seminar of the Air. I learned something from P.C. Nelson that I've never forgotten. He said the time will come when you'll need faith either for yourself or for some member of your family. And if you haven't kept your faith strong, you'll be at a disadvantage. That's why I encourage you to listen to Faith Seminar of the Air every Monday through Friday on this station, and it will help keep your faith strong. Faith Seminar of the Air, heard at 7.15 a.m. daily on WCNO. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth, whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor. Letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarbis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. This week, Pastor Jason will be speaking on the love of the Father. So grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. Isaiah was living in a time where he thought everything was in jeopardy. He thought the whole political system was about to collapse, and all of a sudden, he sees the one appear to him who makes all the royal decrees, who has all the heavens and earth in his hand. He said, I see the Lord seated on the throne. And watch this, watch this. King Isaiah had just died, and there was a vacancy on the earthly throne. There was no king on the earthly throne. But he said, I want you to understand something, Isaiah. I want you to catch this. There may be a vacancy on the earthly throne, but there's no vacancy in heaven on my throne. I am seated on my throne, and I am sitting on this throne that there is no end to. I am seated on the eternal throne of heaven. That's important for you and I as believers today. Amen? He said, I saw him high and lifted up, and the train of his robe did fill the temple. That's important. Can I just tell you why that's important? Because how many of you know for much of the 20th century, the church has been taught this, this theology of defeatism. We have placed more emphasis on the devil than we do on God. We have placed more emphasis on the problem than we do on the solution. Come on, somebody help me. The devil's after me. Bless his holy name. That's what we do. That's how we live our life. 
We talk about how bad it is and how much deliverance we need. Amen? People's whole testimony today is more about what the enemy did to them than what God has provided for them. Mm, I ain't got no help. Come on now. We've developed this whole theology of escapism and, and we taught people to look for the rapture so we can just get out of here when the trumpet blows. Let's not worry about it no more because after all, I'm getting out of here. I ain't going to worry about it. I'm just going to go to church. The whole earth is going to hell. It's prophesied. It's all over. Antichrist, false prophet, it's all coming. Mark of the beast. Everybody's going to get a microchip. I'm just going up in the rapture and I don't care. I'm getting out of here. Hmm? Muslims going to take over the world. The false prophet. <laughs> and what, we, what do we do? We develop this mentality that we're just going to escape all this mess if we can just hang on long enough. If we can just wait it out, baby. If we can just, somebody help me hang on. If Jesus comes today before I finish preaching this sermon, I'm ready. Are you? I'm going. I'm going up in the first load, Jack. I'm out of here gone whenever that is I'm going but I can tell you something Jesus is not trying to teach you how to hang on he's not trying to give you a theology of how to make it and hang on looking for something that might or might not happen in your lifetime or might or might not happen in your generation what he's trying to teach you and I is that there is a throne that is not threatened that he is seated on an eternal throne that is not threatened. It doesn't matter who the president of the United States is. It doesn't matter if the Republicans control everything or the Democrats control everything. It doesn't even matter if there's a United States of America anymore, if this whole nation falls into the dirt. It has no bearing on whether or not my God is sitting on his throne. He sits on a throne that is eternal. Hmm. It don't make no difference to heaven. He says, I'm seated on a throne that's high and lifted up. I'm above all your mess. I'm above all your politics. I'm above all your problems. I'm above all this stuff in the world. I am the Lord Jesus, and I am seated high and lifted up. Oh, hallelujah. And his train. Somebody shout his train. I mean, I ain't a choo-choo train. Huh? He didn't have Amtrak following him around in the throne room. The train was like the end of his robe, like when you see a bride that walks up the aisle and she's got this long train that comes down behind her dress. Kings used to have trains like that. And the train was to show their majesty. It was to show their splendor, their might, their power. The bigger and the longer the train was, the more mighty, the more powerful, the more splendor the king was. And it was filled with all kinds of garments and it was filled with diamonds and rubies and, and pearls were sewn into this train. It had laced with gold and the richer the king, the more it was, had more jewels it had. It was to exhibit how powerful this king was. And this is what they used to do in Isaiah's day. Remember, when, remember this, and even during the time of the Romans when Jesus had lived on the earth, Paul said this in Colossians chapter 2, that, that Jesus took the enemy and made a show of him openly triumphing him through heaven. How I many know it was typical in Roman days that when a Roman general would conquer another leader or a leader from the Persian Empire or a leader from the Babylonian Empire would conquer another leader, what they would do is they would take the leader and they would take his garments and they would cut the garments off at his waist. So he would be naked from the waist down. Well, I mean, that was not a sight to see. 
and they would make a public spectacle of him by parading him through the streets where everybody could see all of his private parts and his nakedness would cause him to be ashamed. That's what they did with the enemy. And then the king of the nation that defeated the other king would take the garment or the train of the defeated king and they would take that train and they would sew it onto the end of their own train. So these powerful kings, when they would walk into their throne room, they would have their train, plus they'd have four or five other trains that were sewn to it of all the kings that they had conquered. So when they walked in the room, everybody knew that dude's bad right there. Look at that train. Woo! It's still coming. Here I've been here an hour. Here's the train is still coming. And you know what Isaiah said? He said, I got a glimpse of the throne room of God. And his train was so big, so long, so wide, so majestic, so splendid, so powerful that it filled the entire temple. You know why? You know why? Because there is not an enemy that our God has not defeated. He has defeated sickness. He has defeated disease. He has defeated the devil. He's defeated every demon. He's defeated your emotions. He's defeated, oh, come on, somebody. He's defeated cancer. He's defeated sin. My God, there is nobody that has defeated him. Oh, hallelujah. I wish somebody would shout. Our king is the most awesome king ever. And he wants you to know that he sits on a throne that is high and lifted up, far removed from all the garbage that we see in our life. And let me know because he overcome, you can overcome. Oh, come on, I just dropped a bombshell on you. You don't even know it. You have overcome, hallelujah. The Bible says, watch this, it seraphim cried, holy, holy, holy. Everybody shout, holy, holy, holy. You know what, this ain't dealing with righteousness. I know we look at holy and we think it was righteousness. This ain't dealing with righteousness. We've turned holiness into behavior modification in the church. Well, how can they call themselves holy when they go to rated R movies? Let me tell you something. Holiness has nothing to do with that. Holiness has to do with set apartness. Come on, amen. Set apart. Somebody shout set apart. Literally, when they would cry holy, the word there in Hebrew means this. It means apartness. In other words, you are so far beyond us, God. You're so far above what we could ever imagine. You are so far removed, a cut above for our own intellect that we couldn't even imagine anything in our sphere, anything in our life, anything in our earth that could ever compare to you, O King. You're holy. And not did they just say holy, but they said holy, holy, holy. Listen to me very carefully. There's no superlative. They don't have holy, holy, or holiest. When they wanted to say the holiest and nothing could ever get past that, they said it three times. And you'll see it show up in Scripture like this, holy, 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 and you'll see in the book of Revelation, whoa, whoa, whoa. That means they ain't getting no worse than that. That's as bad as it's ever going to get. But he is so far removed and a cut above where we are. This is what Isaiah saw. And he realized, this ain't no ordinary God. This ain't no ordinary king. I'm serving a God that's so far above any other God or any other king that all heaven can do is just continually cry out, holy, holy, holy. There's no other alternative. We can't say anything else. All we can do is just say, holy, holy, holy. That's how awesome he is. 
The whole earth is filled with His glory. The challenge of God concept. Listen, you can never become who you need to be if you kept seeing Jesus as second fiddle to things in your life. Come on, amen. Listen, I'm believing God for our church. I'm believing God for your life. I'm believing God for your children. I'm believing God for your families. I believe in God that this city is going to be filled with His glory and it's going to take a church that will not put Jesus second to anything in their life. Jesus is going to be made alive to those people that we encounter, but only when Jesus is the priority of our life. In order for that to happen, He can't be second to anything. Bill Hybel says this, he said, I've had people come to me after a service that I preach and they say, Pastor Bill, that message was so powerful. That message just changed my life. It, it struck a chord with me. And Pastor Bill, I almost didn't come this morning. He said, 40 years people have been coming to me and saying that and about 20 years ago, the Lord gave me an answer for it. He began to teach on these things about, about scheduling how to schedule our week and how to put our schedule in front of us is not a to-do list. But when we look at the things that lie ahead of us in our week that we lay out in front of us, that we see those things as opportunities to move us into our destiny. And we tackle those things by faith. They said about 20 years ago, somebody came up to him and he said, Pastor Bill, that was so powerful, that word you preached, it was just for me. It was the word that I needed for my life today. It changed me. I'm so glad I was here because I almost didn't come. And he said, I look at him and I say this now. Are you telling me that you claim that Jesus is the most important person in your life? And you had to flip a coin whether or not you were going to be in his presence today? Is that really what you're telling me? Are you telling me that Jesus is the most important figure in your life and you weren't even sure if he was going to fit on your schedule this week? Is that really what you want to tell me? The king of your life, your savior, your redeemer, your way maker. Come on, somebody. And you're going to flip a coin on whether or not you're going to show up into his presence on Sunday morning or Wednesday night? Because listen, see, listen, the challenge of Isaiah is this. Remember, Isaiah was a prophet, ladies and gentlemen. But when he encountered God at that dimension, the third challenge was the challenge of his own personal life. He was being challenged for what he was going to do with God. What are you going to do with God? How are you going to honor him with your life? Because when he saw the Lord, this is what he said. He said, woe is me. I am undone. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell among unclean people. And I have seen the true king. I've seen him in his glory. I've seen him in his holiness. And I'm undone. I'm undone. Listen to me, if you ever see the king, when you see him, you see you, you see me, 
You see, everything that He wants to put His finger on in our lives, we can't help but say, woe is me. Woe is me. When I saw the Lord, I said, God, I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm moving on. I ain't staying where I'm at. I mean, when Isaiah saw, when Isaiah saw the king, he didn't say, oh, hey, God, I'm Isaiah, your prophet. I'm your man down here on earth. That's not what he said. He saw the king of glory and he said, whoa, I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. Come on, let me ask you this question. What is it going to, what's going to keep you from getting there? What's going to keep you from getting to that place? What will carry you across the finish line? It's when you're willing to trade what is good for what is best. When you're willing to trade what is good for what is best. God said, Isaiah, you might be my spokesman on the earth, but you got some contamination on your lips. And until I touch your lips, you ain't going to be the prophet that I need you to be. Because I got a lot of things that you need to prophesy with a pure heart. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Please hear me this morning. Never believe because God somehow answered a prayer or somehow used you in your life that He's okay with the sin in your life. Never see that as a sign that He approves of your behavior because your gift will work. All of His gifts and callings come without repentance. I've watched men who have lived in sin, women who have lived in sin. I know preachers that have been used to do mighty miracles and be in the midst of an affair for years. I've seen it. Don't you ever believe God approves of your behavior somehow because you, you, He uses you to touch somebody else's life or He uses you to do a miracle. I know pastors and worship leaders that have lived in adultery. I know some of them that have practiced homosexuality and get up and lead worship and have somebody in the band behind them. Come on, somebody, help me, amen. And the anointing of God fall in the service and people's lives be changed. Don't you ever think that's God's approval on your life? They say, well, pastor, that's just horrible. That's just terrible. I just, that just grieves my spirit. Well, don't you point your finger. We like to point our finger at all the big sins. It might be that when Jason sees God high and lifted up, God says, you need to stop talking about them people like that, Jason. How are you going to pastor and shepherd people if you got animosity in your heart towards the very people I've called you to touch? God might come along to your life and say, you know what, Justin? I need to take a coal and touch your attitude. You just judge everybody. I ain't going to be able to carry you to where you need to go until you stop doing that. For Isaiah, it was unclean lips. I don't know what it is for you today. But the Lord does. And most likely you do too. You know what it is that's holding you back from moving into the place where you can make these declarations over your life and make commitments for your future. 
so that God can actually begin to bring you into greater things. When Isaiah said, Lord, touch my lips, God challenged him with the fourth thing. He said, well, what are you going to do from here? What are you going to do from here? The challenge God is wanting to know is can he send you? Touch somebody and say, can he send you? Can he send you? Because the Spirit of God is saying, I need somebody to go. I need somebody to preach to this next generation. I need somebody to take truth. I need somebody to stand in the gap. I need somebody to go to the office tomorrow and love the unlovable, endure the insults, and be a person of peace and grace. I need somebody that's going to take this message back to their neighborhood. I need somebody that's going to walk out their front door, walk over to the neighbor's house, knock on the door, invite them over for some chicken, and show them some of my love. Are you one of them people? Are you somebody that will say, Here I am, Lord. Send me. Send me, Lord. I'm not going to make you second, third, fourth, or fifth. You're number one. Send me. Send me. Move me out of my garbage. Take me into the purposes of my life. If you get this thing deposited in your heart and really begin to understand what it means to have encounters with God, to come into His presence expecting God, not expecting that you know everything that's going to happen in church, but expecting God to show up. He'll show up. And He'll show up in a mighty way. And your life will leave a fingerprint on the next generation, I guarantee you. You'll change people. And in the process, be changed. Say this with me. Perception. That's what it comes back to, ladies and gentlemen. Your perception of Him of each other, of His church, of the truth, perception. Today is an awesome day because I really believe that God wants to have encounters with us in our hearts. That He wants to so move on us by the Holy Spirit. And He already has in this service. If you were tuned in in worship, you got touched by God. Because I know I did. But he wants to move on you tonight, today, in a place that will bring true freedom in your life. All you got to do is say, Lord, I'm willing to let freedom reign in my heart. Change my perspective. Have your way in me today.
Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21 All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home, understanding the market can be essential. I'm a Century 21 top producer, recipient of the Century 21 Presidential Award, Century 21 Centurion Award, and Quality Service Pinnacle Award. I proudly serve the United States Marine Corps, and now I'm specializing in serving the Port St. Lucie, Stewart, Fort Pierce, West Palm Beach, and surrounding areas of the Treasure Coast. Real estate is the key to building long-term wealth. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or rent a home, a first-time home buyer, or an investor, letting an experienced professional with a proven track record can make all the difference. I would love the opportunity to help you. You can reach me by phone or text at 772-342-0047. Again, that number is 772-342-0047. school year. If you live in St. Lucie County and have a desire for your child's education to include Christian values and principles, then we want to meet you. Golden Rule Academy offers small class sizes, caring Christian educators, sports, and both accelerated and paced ESE programs. Free K-12 grade scholarships are available and going fast. Call today, 464-1597. Again, that's 464-1597. Golden Rule Academy training up children in the way they should go for over eight years. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA-compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. 
For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.